Hi everybody, I'm Simone Giannelli and you are listening to the Ace Space. Oh, Akos, that is sensational. Another ace! The captain goes back to back. Oh, it's a monster block from Giannelli. Hello everyone and welcome to the Ace Space, the volleyball podcast brought to you by CEV, where every week we get to know a star of the game. We're still a relatively new podcast, so you need to like, subscribe, tell your friends, leave us a review. We're available wherever you get your podcasts. But now all of that business stuff is over. Let's meet our guest today, um, Italian superstar setter Simone Gianelli. Thank you for joining us. How are you? Fine, thanks. You? Yeah, really, really well. This is the first of three episodes we've got with you. And now I've said three episodes, it means you have to come back uh, for all of them. <laughs> um, also, Matt Rogers, CV's finest. Chisorno, Dave. Chisorno. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please don't don't gang up on me both by speaking Italian. That would be... Uh... <laughs> no, that will never happen. That will never happen. Um, right, so we, as I said, we've got you for three episodes, but today, uh, Simone, I want to get straight on with it because um, we've got so much to talk about. We want to talk about being an Italian volleyball player because Matt and I are from the UK and we very often look at Italy as a sort of shining beacon for the world game, whether it's the domestic league or the national team, and you're at the heart of both. So strap in. Uh, Matt, where do you want to start? Where to start? Um, Italy is famous in terms of volleyball, isn't it? It is one of the leading countries, particularly in Europe. The main thing I want to know is is how did you get to volleyball? Because for us, it's obviously maybe an obscure choice in the UK, but in Italy, that must be quite a, a normal choice. So was volleyball always your sport, Simone, or did you did you do other things before volleyball? Here in Italy, like I think in, uh, in all over the country in the world, uh, the, one of the main sport is football so when you are a kid you uh, you choose uh, before volleyball uh, football and I, and I did it when i was young i played football which position simone uh, defense controlling the game probably uh, yes <laughs> of course <laughs> and uh, i am born in bolzano so bolzano is a city in the north of uh, italy and here we have a lot of mountains we have the alps so i was skiing also and i did uh, football and skiing of course but after <laughs> i my sister played uh, volleyball and I want to try because I was very tall. I said to my mom, uh, Mom, I, I want to try to play volleyball because we have uh, Trento, this is near Bolzano. And I try and I love the sports. So I start to, to play only volleyball. And then Trento called me and I go to play with, with Trento and with a young, uh, young team and then uh, in top club. What sort of age were you then when you first went to Trento? Uh, I went to Trento when I was, I think, uh, 13. 13, yes. But before that, you played in school just for fun or? Yes, just for fun. Yes, just for fun in school. Yes, because I think here in, uh, in Italy, the, is, you told me before, uh, one of the um, most important league in volleyball no? in the world. I think the, the, the best. Uh, but here in Italy, there's football that is the, the, the most important sport, I think, here in Italy. So while we're while we're on football, because we'll move on pretty quickly, who were your who were your footballing heroes? Who were the players that you looked up to when you were young? Uh, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, because I think that Ronaldo oh, okay. it was uh, incredible. 
not Cristiano Ronaldo. The Brazilian yes, one, yeah, yes, the Brazilian, the Brazilian one. one. No, he was, he was some player. Any Italian footballers? Because, I mean, back in the 90s when I started following football, it, it was all about Italy. Italy was the dominant league, and, and I remember watching it every Sunday. Yeah, you've got to think, though, Matt, all the, all the players that we grew up watching... Simone probably wasn't born. Oh, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> We're not that much older, are we? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's over a decade. Over ten, yeah. over ten years older, okay. So, yeah, which Italian players, Simone? Any of those that you, you loved? Fabio Cannavaro, I think. In 2006, when we won the World Championship, she was yeah. incredible. Well, Roberto Baggio was my favourite. Mate, he, ah, so, well. Simone wasn't born when Baggio played that World Cup final? No. What, yeah. Oh, actually... That was ninety four, wasn't it? Yeah, ninety six. Ninety six. Ninety six. Yeah. Wow. So, so that's you were thinking that, weren't you? You were thinking Roberto Baggio, Dino Baggio, that that amazing Del Italian Piero. team, oh, Del, Piero, Del yeah. Piero. Yeah, Totti. Oh, some players. Anyway, this is going to become a football podcast. Let's switch back to volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what would you say is the, the status in Italy for volleyball? I mean, you said football is, is up there. Would you say that volleyball is, is kind of next to it? Or? I think that volleyball is the second sport in, uh, in Italy. We have a lot of, uh, of players you start to play. When we are young, uh, uh, there are a lot of girls that play volleyball. And uh, for the male, it's a little bit different. We have a lot of numbers confirmed that volleyball is the second sport in uh, in Italy after uh, football. So what we found out here, Matt, is in Italy, volleyball is a great way for young men to beat girls. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think there is that status in Italy? Do you think it's down to the team or the teams from the 90s that were so successful? Is that when it kind of exploded and became so big in Italy? Well, of course, when we won in 90s, all these uh, World Championship with Velasco and this generation di fenomeni uh, like uh, Bernardi, Gianni, Toffoli, someone like this, Cantagalli. Um, this was um, an explosion of, of volleyball because uh, uh, the important thing of one sport is to win. If you win, you are famous. If you don't win, <laughs> you are not famous. It's, it's this, no? Uh, so in the 90s they won uh, I think all all of uh, three world championship world league european championship and this for uh, for italian people was uh, incredible after this i think that the move the movement uh, increased the number and uh, and now we are we are here to to defend uh, our good reputation what is your earliest um, Italian volleyball memory? Can you remember watching the national teams when you were younger? Yes, I think that the first memory of uh, volleyball for me is in uh, this, the final in 2004, uh, Olympic final. It was Italy and Brazil in Athens. It's a great rivalry though, isn't it? Italy and Brazil, just what, a, what an amazing rivalry. So let's... Um... Let's talk about your journey then. So you're 13 and you've you've just started to to train in Trento. Was becoming a professional on your mind? Start to play volleyball only to to have fun, and uh, I never think about the work or the money or something like that. Also now I I, I play only for fun because I think the the most important thing for an athlete and uh, to to do. Uh, his best in in the court is to have fun because if you don't if you play only for for other reasons that not uh, this is not fun is it's weird no it's not so so interesting and you can do it uh, uh, and you can do it your best so 
uh, I understand obviously that also I work when I step uh, in the court uh, in 2015. Uh, that it was the, the first year that was in uh, in the first uh, in the first team uh, in uh, Serie A in Superliga. Do do you see it as a job, Simone? Do you see it as work? Because I always think that if if there's nothing else you'd rather be doing, it's not work. You're just doing something you are passionate about. Yes, well, I think that is. Yeah. Because this job uh, is not a good word for me because uh, I I don't consider a volleyball job. I consider volleyball fun and. Uh, team and uh, teammates and uh, and like the responsibility of course because uh, when you when you love something you know, you, uh, you try to do your best uh, every time but uh, i think is uh, not the money job. is just a bonus right just, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so when you did turn pro then or when you when you first started playing for the first team you you were 16 when you played your first game is that correct uh, I think uh, 15. I won the first Scudetto here in Italy with Trento because um, one year Rafael uh, broke his finger in match four against Piacenza in the final and uh, they have only Giacomo Sentini and uh, I was 15 or 16, maybe 15. And they called me and I go in uh, the bench to do the second set of Sintini and uh, I was there when uh, we won the first Scudetto. So I, I, I had 100% of victory in, uh, in <laughs> the first match. It was uh, the, the, the final of Scudetto and they won. So it's, it was perfect. <laughs> Firstly, I, I know 15-year-olds. Matt, can you imagine putting a 15-year-old in at setter in the Italian championship final no. if you saw the no. image at this time the first uh, person that uh, hugged me it was Osmani Guantorena because ah. it's incredible I don't know why but uh, in the euphoria of the moment uh, when the ball fall down and we have win was uh, Italian champion I ran I ran in the court and the first person that I met and I hugged it was Osmani Guantorena it's incredible if you saw the video it's incredible I'm going to look for the video and the photo. That must be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. What was that like for you then? Because even though you were a member of that club and, and obviously they had huge expectations for you and they, they saw you as a future member of that first team, as such a young player to be surrounded by, I mean, world stars. Osmani Juan is is one of the best to ever play the game in that position. What what was that like for you as a young man? It means a lot because uh, when uh, when you play in uh, in the youngsters, I don't know how to say. If you know that you have the top team that inside they have uh, like Osmani Juan but Matej Kaziski, uh, Rafael Bilarelli, and so on. A lot of a lot of stars. Mm. You want to improve your game because you you want to go with them to practices, no? Only to to speak with them or to to be a part of the team with them. So. So before this episode, Simone, I talked to one of my closest Italian friends who is a volleyball fanatic, and I said, "Tell me what what the kind of the perception is of Simone Ginelli," and he said one thing very very quickly. He said, we see Simone as the captain of the future. And he wasn't necessarily meaning the captain like the line, but more that you were going to be leading the movement for Italian volleyball in the, in the future. Does that bring pressure 
to you, do you think, that expectation on you um, as a player, but also in terms of the future of Italian volleyball? The, yes, yes, because the pressure is important to have, no? If without pressure, you can't do anything. Uh, the pressure is uh, motivating me. And uh, when, I, when I am the court, if I know that I have a lot of pressure, it's good because, uh, you know, it's, it's like you have the pressure, so you have to do you have to do it for for you and for the movement for the people that uh, are in the and in the hall to cheer you to cheer you to you and uh, it's not only for you it's for for all these people that love volleyball so I I love the pressure and uh, it's very motivated for me it's very yes important. It's good that you love the pressure because can you imagine a setter that doesn't love pressure? Because <laughs> imagine having like tight hands and tight fingers because of pressure and then having to try and set. It just wouldn't work, uh, would it? It's very hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, is, it, is it true? Because something else you said was that there's a rumor you started off as a spiker and you wanted to be a spiker. Is that is that true? Yes, I I do it all the rules in, the, in volleyball uh, because I... I start to play. I play the first the first year in Bolzano. Then I go to Trento, and in Bolzano, uh, it's a, a, a small city, a small society in volleyball. And I play a lot of category. I was uh, twelve, and uh, I was playing uh, all the the category uh, uh, under uh, thirteen, under sixteen, under eighteen, and uh, Serie C. It's uh, a league in Italy. And I was playing uh, middle blocker in, uh, in under 16, uh, libero in under 18, setter in Serie C. So I do it uh, every every rule. And uh, when I when I went in Trento, I start to play there uh, as a spiker because uh, they told me that uh, Andrea Burattini, a coach uh, of this time, uh, told me that I have a, a very good bagger. And he thought that uh, I can I can do it a good career. So with uh, as a spiker, and uh, it was very very fun for me, you know, because I I love to spike and I love to do a lot of points when I was young. Because now I'm very old. Uh, <laughs> no, no, you're not. <laughs> I I love to do spiker, but uh, then I realized that uh, setter is. Uh, it's more interesting because you have, for me, more fantasy. You can, you can do it uh, a lot of things. You can uh, decide how to how your uh, your team uh, can play. You can choose uh, your your spike. You can choose a lot of things. So I think that uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. Setter is a uh, more difficult, but I think it's more interesting uh, rules. The setter is the conductor. I was going to go with puppet master, the puppeteer. I suppose because of your 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 height and your and your athleticism, you, you are qu quite versatile in that sense. Do you think that you could still do a good job as a spiker in Syria? Of course, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the best spiker in the world, but uh, you know, I think that I can do a good job with as a spiker. Regular listeners, Dave, will know that I was a middle and then I dropped down play as a setter do, do you think that playing those positions helped develop you as a setter because you understood what it was to be a middle blocker and and the kind of mentality that maybe you... yes maybe yes but i think that 
the most important thing uh, uh, in this way is is to watch a lot of video. Also, also now I, when I have uh, free time or I don't know how what to do, I click on YouTube and I search uh, all the video of other setter to to watch and to try to to improve in my in my brain the the skill and uh, then to repeat in uh, in uh, in practice. If if there was another Simone Ginelli, if there was two of you, do you think you could play a two-setter system where whoever is backcourt sets and then effectively you would be a spiker and a setter? Do you think that's possible at the highest level? Mm, I think so. Yeah, I, I don't think so. At the lower level, it's quite common, isn't it, to have that kind of two-setter system. I would love to see it tried. I'd love to see a, an attempt from a team. Well, I, I suppose you, you alluded to it in the at the start of this conversation, Simone. At the top level, winning is everything, and it's not the kind of thing you're just going to experiment with in a... Uh... <laughs> no, no. We need, like, an all-star game. Oh, I'd love, oh, I'd love an all-star game. So that would be great. <laughs> Could you imagine how much fun a Champions League all-star yeah. game would be? Yeah, that would be incredible. Oh, that would be great. I'll, I'll take that away. You never know. There was a, a lovely, a lovely quote that I read recently, Simone, and it, and um, I think it was translated from Italian to English. So sorry if I've got it wrong, but it was playing for Trentino Volley is pride, luck, responsibility. And did you say that to to Sport Italia in in April this year? You've been a one club man so far, and that's quite a rarity in volleyball um why what is it about trentino that's kept you there for so long yes i i born here uh, i told you before so uh, for me it's a honor to um, to play for trentino volley because uh, i started here when i was young and uh, uh, i born uh, i grow like like athlete but uh, i grow like a uh, human so I, I live here from when I was 13 and uh, I now I live in this city in this with these people with uh, uh, my president Diego Mosna um, you know is 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 responsibility yes because I I I think that this society is a very very big club not only for the title that uh, they won and in the history but for the people that makes this club, so I play also for uh, for them because uh, I trust in uh, Trentino Volley in the people uh, who compose this this uh, this club. So for me, it's a honor and responsibility, and I I want to stay there and I want to to win uh, a lot of a lot of titles. So. For me, this is the the best dream that I can do it. It's very much like Vakiv Bank, Dave, I think, because we've done quite a few things with players from Vakiv Bank in the women's game. And they all say the same thing. It, it's so close and it's so much like a family. And, and that would be my perception of Trentino as well. It is very much like a family. Yes, yes. Um, yep. so yeah, I, I would compare them as, as similar. I, I don't want to start any rumours to me, <laughs> but do you, do you have any aspirations to play anywhere else in the world, any other leagues that you're, you're kind of always think, oh, I'd love just to play like one season or, or even just go for like a, an exhibition match or something. Is there anything that you have in the future when you're really, really old? <laughs> <laughs> what, like 25? <laughs> if I say something, the journalists, man, you, yeah. you don't know. But uh, 
for this moment, uh, I want only to win and to stay here in Trento to play uh, at the highest level with a good team, with a strong team, because I think that uh, to do a, a strong team and uh, to do a, a winning team, you don't need only the money, only the uh, you know sponsor, but you have to do to have a good person and uh, a good president. And uh, um, I, I told you, I trust in this uh, in this movement in Trentino Valle, and I think that uh, every year we uh, we do we did a good uh, good team. It's difficult to win, but uh, last year we won uh, Chef Cup and uh, World Championship against Civitanova. Uh, I won two, you know, two, two Italian Championships. So um, I want I want to stay here. And uh, for the moment, I think only about uh, Trento. In the future, I don't know. We've not spoken about the national team. Your your immediate success with them is phenomenally impressive. So, so you come into the Trentino team as a 15, 16 year old and you win a national championship straight away. And then you're still a teenager when you get your, your call up to the Italian team and you end up winning medals there straight away as well. Um, what was the, what was the process? How did you, well, when did you first think that you could be selected for the national team? And then, um, what what did it feel like for you when you first got to wear that famous blues jersey? Yes, um, I think I thought that uh, I can do it. So uh, every time, uh, uh, also now when I play, I I I dream a lot. So uh, I want to be there. I want to to wear the uh, Italian. Uh, Italian T-shirt, and uh, I do everything for uh, for um, for go and play for my for my nation. So uh, it, I I know it was very difficult, but uh, I, I thought that if I uh, practice a lot, if I improve my game uh, every day, uh, I thought that uh, I can I, I can do it. So I was uh, I was happy when I. Play my first uh, match with the uh, Italian national team. I, I remember it was in 2015 in uh, in Australia, and uh, uh, yes, I was happy. But I every time I I go step by step. No, and if I uh, when I was playing with Italian national team the first match, then I think okay, now I have to play the second, the third, the fourth, and I have to. Improve my game to to make like to climb like uh, Everest. No, you don't you don't think about uh, if you start from the uh, the, be- the beginning, you can think about the eight eight thousand meter that you won't arrive. No, and uh, you yeah. I I go step by step, and uh, I want uh, I want more. 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 And uh, then I arrive the. Is arriving the um, silver medal, silver uh, in uh, in Rio, and uh, for me it was it was a dream. But mm. you know, uh, it's difficult to to lose an uh, important match, an important final uh, like this against Brazil.
at the moment, uh, I am honestly with you, uh, it was uh, such destroying because, uh, you know, you, you don't realize at the moment what uh, you did in the inter entire uh, Olympics Games and you feel only destroyed for the res result of this match of the final. So uh, you are, you, I am, I was only seeing the, the Brazilian, uh, the Brazilian team uh, uh, with the, the gold medal. Uh, and it was very difficult. But after, after uh, one month or something like that, uh, you realize that uh, you do, you did uh, such incredible things because um, I think that uh, not many sp uh, sportsmen or uh, athletes can uh, say that the, uh, they have won uh, a medal, a uh, Olympics medal. So. You realize that uh, you 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 do you did it uh, a, a big thing, but uh, how far into the future do you look? Because obviously there are a lot of circumstances that we're not in control of, sort of injuries and international pandemics, so we don't have any volleyball at all. But Papi played in five Olympics and won four medals, and age is on your side. Do you think five Olympics is something that you could achieve? Yes, Papi, it was phenomenal. Uh, it was uh, <laughs> incredible. Also, I think uh, Tetyukin played four or five Olympics. Mm. Uh, but I don't know. I think uh, it's not stage. It's the important thing. I think the important thing is how you yeah, are. You are your is is your mentality because. Um, Papi played, uh, I think, the last game, his last game uh, at 42 or 43. Uh, it was incredible. And uh, here the, the body is consumed by 20 years of volleyball. So uh, I think that this important thing is the how do you think, how do you, um, how is your approach on, uh, on, the, on volleyball, on practice, on... Uh, teammates and uh, I think uh, on the result because you have uh, a lot of mood to, to take after a victory or after a, a losing so you have to to be uh, concentrate and focus on your goal and uh, and stop because if you stay to her uh, the other people to the other people chat or the other people the other teammates or something like that is difficult because you have a lot of pressure no and uh, i think the the important thing really is uh, how do you think and how do you approach about uh, uh, the the events of course the the nature of a national team is that you've got lots of representatives from the different clubs come together um how do they how do how do you all sort of bond and mix together and is there do any of those club rivalries ever spill over into the national team yes uh here in Italy there are a lot of, a lot of rivals in uh, against the clubs uh, against the the players you know it's uh it's sport so uh when you play a match uh even if i uh i play against uh, i don't know Chitanova against osmani uh i want to destroy him and he want to destroy me <laughs> so but it's, uh, it's the same thing, I think. His sport is this, no? So, but when we arrive in national team, uh, this 
this uh, this rival or this uh, this uh, club rival uh, is zero. So the important I I know we are patriotic, so we when uh, arriving national team uh, we want only to to respect the the flag and uh, to go outside and to. Um, demonstrate how the Italian uh, people are. And good. what about the other way? Because there are there are players from different countries who play for your club team, who you will then face on the international scene. Will you sort of go after them a little bit more? Oh uh, yes, I played uh, uh, with a lot of uh, a lot of players that play, and then in the summer. I go against the against them. Uh, I think about uh, no Russell or Grebennikov or uh, something like that. But um, when you when you play a match, then you you think about anything. So uh, it's not important that they if if uh, the player of the other side of the net uh, are are your teammates in the club. So. When you play in the national team, uh, you think only about uh, your team and uh, and your flag. So there, there is no talking through the net. Mm. I, I just imagine the scenario where you're lining up to block Osmani and you say like, uh, Cizorno, Osmani, Cizorno. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here, ready. <laughs> ah, you know, a lot of uh, there are a lot of trash talk, like in basket, also trash talking in volleyball. Uh, there are, but. It's it's good. I I uh, it, it's cool because uh, it's very it's very fun. This uh, we talk uh, before about the the fun of the this is it's very very fun because if I I know if if you block us man in uh, uh, during a match uh, you, you tell I him smile, <laughs> you remind smile, him smile smile smile. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, so he's called out Osmani, and that's on record now. So great. <laughs> yeah, and we have a net microphone, so I'm I'm going to listen for the. Uh, <laughs> we couldn't have a chat about Italian volleyball without talking about the atmosphere at the matches and the the brilliant support that you get. So so let's take it all the way back to when you um, when you first started playing at the top level. What was the reception like from the supporters, and did they make you feel welcome straight away? Yes, uh, here in Italy there are a lot of uh, good, uh, good halls, so historical hall, and uh, I, I think about Trento, but uh, I think about Modena, uh, Ravenna, the historical club. So um, when you when you arrive in this hall in this, uh, you feel the atmosphere, you feel the uh, the crowd because when you play uh, in front of five, four or five thousand people that scream against you, it's not so so easy to play. But uh, I told you before for the pressure. I speak about the pressure. This is uh, some some pressure because you. Um, you you have to be able to play in front of a lot of people and uh, you have to keep the energy that uh, these people uh, put in uh, in uh, in all so 
uh, ah, it's it's very good. It's very good. I, I like one, it. One thing that always um, I love to watch is when you are playing with loads of people against you from the fans, and you are serving, but you serve an ace. I love the reaction of players because so many of them want to just turn around and go, ah, you didn't, you didn't stop me. But so many of them are like, no, no, I shouldn't do that. I'm just going to celebrate with my team and then do do another race. <laughs> no, that's that's a moment when I think there's real pressure. Yes, yes, yes. This is incredible. But if you scream, uh, you have to be to put attention because in uh, in a lot of all, uh, if you do something like that, then you you know if you do a, if you do an ace. I, for example, if if I do an ace an ace in in Modena. And then I scream against the the crowd. Oh, um, I can, the next time it. <laughs> it must have been like that in the Olympic final as well, serving in Brazil against Brazil in the final. Yeah, that must have been really intense. Yes, it's really intense. Yes, intense is the word, the the right word, because um, there was uh, ten or eleven thousand of Brazilian with Woodzella uh, and uh, something like that, and. It was very, very intense and very difficult to, to play like this. Which other countries give you a hard time? Because before the before the season was abandoned, you had your Champions League quarterfinal. It was Jastrzebski uh, Vergiel, wasn't it? What are the what are the Polish supporters like to to play in front of? It's amazing. Also, uh, I, the Polish people uh, are amazing because uh, every time I go to play there, uh, it's intense like uh, you know you are you play in front of uh, a big crowd i remember in uh, 2014 the first match they played in the world championship in this stadium in a football stadium it was like uh, 8 18000 people to watch this it was incredible like uh, because in, po- in poland they think that volleyball is the first sport uh, absolutely and uh, yes it 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 is very amazing to play to play there and uh, to play in front of polish uh, polish guys bringing this back to back to italy the the theme of the episode do you feel quite lucky that you are an italian volleyball player because you could spend your whole career in italy you don't need to go to other countries to to live your your dream of being a professional athlete because we do some some stuff with other players and a lot of them talk around the the envy they have that Italy already has it all. You, you don't need to to move home. You you can play volleyball and your family can come and watch every match if they want to. Do you you must feel quite fortunate. Yes, this is. I am very lucky. Yes, I because I play here in Trento. I am born in Bolzano. Bolzano is like uh, distance from there from Trento, like sixty kilometers. So my family or they can come to to watch the match in Trento easily in one hour or, or and yes I I am very lucky because I think that uh, especially because I play in Trento because if I play in another team maybe uh, I am a little bit distance or something like that but yes I am very lucky to to play here and a great fact that Dave Dave pointed out which I hadn't considered is at the Olympics in Tokyo, Italy will probably be the only team where all of the players are playing their club volleyball in Italy. Yes, yes. It's the only difficult thing is that, uh, yes, uh, we play all in Italy, but uh, during the season we can uh, we can see each other. We never see each other to 
to do a pra to practice or or maybe to to chat because here the the level is very in intense and uh, the rhythm it's very high a high level so you play every three days and you can rest and you can uh, make the group of the Italian national team no because uh, every um, every player of the national team play for uh, I play in Trento, Marin, in Chitanova, Zaitsev in Modena so uh, it, it is difficult and I think that it's like uh, the other the other country because you have to uh, in the summer you have to to restart everything from zero yes so you you've said you watch a lot of volleyball um, because we are doing a bit of a, a game across all of our podcasts we've done an interview with one of the world's best volleyball players and every week we are releasing another clue as to who that volleyball player is so we're calling this the mystery man um, so you know it's a man and the clues that we've had so far is it's a volleyballer they've won the champions league they are size 14 in the shoes. So that'd be that'd be 49 in Italian sizes. Um, we now want to do the fourth clue. Mystery man. Are you right or left-handed? Right. How are you supposed to guess from these clues? This this is really hard. I mean, I know who it is because I was there. But... <laughs> Well, it will get easier, obviously, as more clues are revealed. But based on that, the, that information and obviously hearing his voice, Simone, do you have any, any ideas of who it could be? Only one, cha only one Champions League or...? Well, definitely at least one. The answer was, have you won the Champions League? Yes. Obviously got big feet. That must be normal in volleyball. And he's right-handed. Matej Kaczynski, I don't know. Well, we cannot confirm nor deny. But every episode, we will give more clues and then eventually it will become... I hope, obvious, eventually. But not just yet. We've got a few more weeks first. Right, Dave. So is there anything else we wanted to chat about just before we ask Simone to tell us his, his perfect player? No. Uh, maybe maybe just um, a final thing on your, your relationship with the fans because obviously you've they, they love you. I look at all your social media. You've got three or 400,000 followers. People are really interested in you as a player and as a person, which is why... I'm really pleased that you've agreed to to come on to the the podcast and I don't know speak in English so so the whole world can can tune in and get to know you a little bit better. But what would you describe your relationship with the fans as, and and what's it mean to you to have so many loyal supporters who are interested in in your career and your success? Well, it's very cool because uh, you know I, I I play not only for me but for all the people that uh, follow me and. For all the people that uh, loves my way to play and to to be a person, like uh, so, uh, it's very it's very it's very cool because uh, you know volleyball it's a fantastic sport and uh, at the end of the match you can uh, you can talk with uh, with the fans uh, in the in the old way you can uh, take a picture with them and uh, it's. It's fantastic to see that even if you make a only one only a photo, it's a small thing for you, but it's a big it's a big thing for 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 the fans. So it's uh, it's very it's very good. My perfect player. 
final thing for this this episode is for you to talk us through your perfect volleyball player. So the way this works is you can decide some criteria that you think are important to a volleyball player. So, for example, power or jump or ball control, anything you like. And then tell us the player who you think is the, the best in the world at that So I think uh, the reception, uh, it, okay, the reception of uh, Samuele Papi. It's a good start. <laughs> Then uh, the defense uh, of Genia uh, Grebenikov. The set of uh, Ricardinho. Okay, yeah. And uh, the power of uh, Matej Kaziski. Yeah. And uh, the jump of uh, the Spain, this Cuban player. Yeah. That yeah. player. Yeah. And. Uh, okay. What about like the more of the mental side, the, the fight or the competitiveness or the focus? Is there anything. From other players you really admire with those i can things. put me but i don't really put me so uh i think bruno bruno Resende is very good about this so i think that uh, i choose i choose bruno oh yeah block or block or spike any of those uh yes uh there are a lot of good players in the world it's very difficult this this, this game Maybe this is where he puts himself, Dave, as the spike. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, spike, I um, think, uh, yes, Matej Kaziski, I told you. But the power of spike, yes. And the, the block, uh, Zvetan Sokolov. He will hate your face if you play against him. <laughs> Maybe that's something for the All-Star game. We'll get Dave to uh, to spike against Sokolov. He's terrifying, isn't he? Like he's... <laughs> oh, goodness me, no. Absolutely no chance. <laughs> Brilliant. What a player. Yeah, I what should say. Crikey. Simone, thank you so much. That was episode one. We're going to be bringing you back to talk about setters and the new generation and then getting to know what makes you tick off the court as well. So Ace Space fans, Ace Space listeners, stick with us because uh, we have got lots of great stuff to find out about. Um, can we just confirm that was okay and you're definitely going to come back, yes, yeah, Simone? Yes. Brilliant stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like a weekly English lesson, isn't it? English opportunity. <laughs> Um, so, yes, thank you very much for listening. This has been the Ace Space. The podcasts are released every Monday, but you can also join myself, Matt, and Key Michael on Fridays where we talk about... It's the Unscripted series, isn't it, Matt? It is, yeah, with a few debates thrown in there as well. Excellent stuff. But you know the drill by now. Please like, subscribe, stick with us, and give us a rating. The more you rate, the more we go up the charts, the more people listen, the more great guests we get. But thank you again, Simone. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the A-Space. This is me, Milana Rashic, and I will be co-hosting the podcast soon. So if you have anything you want to ask me or something you want us to chat about, please write to us on the A-Space at cv.eu. And we will see if we can make it happen. For now, stay safe and we will see each other on the other side.